0: Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Hello and welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, and we're on a mission here to help a 1,000 bloggers go full-time in the next five years. And in order for you to be successful at this, there is an important skill that you absolutely need to develop. And that is the ability to outsource. You have to be able to over time build a dream team, build a team of people that can help you get to where you want to go. You know, oftentimes we as business owners, online business owners, we are the biggest bottleneck in our business. And that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. I'm excited to have Connor Gillivan with us. Connor is the author of Free Up Your Business, 50 Secrets to Bootstrap Million Dollar Companies. He started his first business on Amazon and actually scaled it to sell well over $20 million of product in the first four years. In 2015, he actually launched Free Up, that's the word free with an extra E in it, three E's, freeup.com, in order to help connect the top 1% of freelancers online with business owners, which is really cool. They've got a unique way of doing it. We'll get into that a little bit today. Today, this company that he has helped start actually serves over 2,500 businesses worldwide. So, Connor, welcome.
1: Jonathan, thanks for having me on the show today. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this because this is a skill we have to develop. It's, it's essential. You know, we often times uh, we push forward with our passion and excitement of starting a business. And then we realize that we are that bottleneck. And I think that is, you know, one of the realizations that many people come, come into is, you know, over time you look around and like everything's waiting on you mm-hmm. as the business owner to push it forward.
1: Yeah, and, I completely, I completely agree with you. I, I, I think even myself, I, I ran into that when I was starting the first business, you, I mean, you just have a lot of control over what you built at first and you don't want to give it up or you don't know who you can trust. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues there mentally that entrepreneurs have to go through.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's start with some common mistakes, uh, you know, common mistakes that that you see today's entrepreneurs making. When it comes to this process of outsourcing, what are what are some of those that you see?
1: Yeah, of course. So one of the biggest things that I see, and this is something that, like I said, I went through as well as we go through this conversation. A lot of the mistakes and advice that I offer comes from direct experience. So one of the bigger mistakes that I see is hiring one person to do everything for your business. So for, you know, talking here about you know starting a blog or um, starting some sort of personal brand, there's a lot of aspects that go into it, and we were starting to chat about it a little bit before we we jumped on this recording. Um, you know, it's managing your social media, it's actually creating the content, it's uh, you know running a podcast if that's something that's part of your personal brand, building the website. There's just so many things that go into it, and a big mistake that I've seen is a business owner who eventually comes around to the idea of outsourcing and hiring someone to help them but they actually look to find someone that can just do everything. And what that does is it it kind of places them in a position of risk in the long term. So if you hire one person to handle all of these tasks for you and you spend time, you know, onboarding them and teaching them the processes you've created and getting them up to speed with running everything, if that person, for whatever reason, had to leave or, you know, quit at, at any time, you're kind of back to stage one where you're in a position and everything's on your plate. So I think my advice is always to identify those specific tasks that you have within your business that you want to outsource, that you want to hire out, and hire people part-time that specialize within those so that at any time you have this group of people that are working towards your common goals, but if you lost one of them, it wouldn't be a detriment to what you're working on and, and how you're trying to build the business.
0: No, absolutely. And you actually just described my first attempt at outsourcing about 5 years ago. That's what I tried to do. I tried to go out there and see if I could find a mini me, you know, someone who understood everything that I had learned and and could just take everything and run with it and just, you know, start with that superstar and boy, that was difficult and it wasn't fair to the person Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anything documented, so it was all, you know, I hope you catch this kind of stuff, sure. and I don't have enough time to go over this again, and it was just, it was it was all my fault. It had nothing to do with them, and, and then I decided, okay, the next time around, I was going to do it backwards. I was going to mm-hmm. start with, like, what is the stuff that I need help with, and then do exactly what you just described. Start with just going and finding uh, someone with a specific skill set to take care of things, And then it wasn't until later, once I had six or seven people doing various things for me, then I started realizing I need someone to manage them. And that's when I moved to the realm of finding someone to kind of oversee the details and organization of them. And so uh, that absolutely was a big mistake that I made in the beginning. And um, I think that should be encouraging for people because they don't have to start with trying to go find a superstar.
1: Yeah, completely agree. And we went through a very similar experience. We we found someone, uh, a virtual assistant that we absolutely loved, and we just kept putting more and more tasks on her plate. And we eventually reached the point, like you, where you know, it, it all kind of came back and hurt us, and she wasn't enjoying it as much, and she wasn't being as effective as she could in all areas because that wasn't necessarily her expertise. So I completely agree with you there. And um, another, just kind of going off of that, another common mistake that I see is people not taking the uh, interview process as seriously as as I think it should be taken. Um, Whether you're hiring someone in-house, part-time, full-time, or you're hiring someone that's remote, it's really important to make sure that you dive into that person's experience, you really understand what value they can add to your business, and you also really focus on how they communicate. When you're working with someone who could be halfway across the world, communication is going to be the glue that holds you together. So in that interview process, it's really important to to make sure you know who you're looking for. And then you ask questions to understand if that person is actually a good fit for your business.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good point, because it's it's easy for us as uh, solo business owners to not treat it like the, the rest of the world does in, in any other organization and business. And that's that, uh, we need to actually conduct those interviews. We need to have those conversations with people instead of just, um, jumping in and and throwing things at them and absolutely 100% agree. Well, let me ask you this, Connor, many online entrepreneurs and bloggers, whenever I am talking about outsourcing, like the thing that I hear first, like the kickback, the pushback I hear from them first is, they just can't afford it. You know, money's not really rolling in their business yet or what little is coming in. They, they don't want to, to spend. What do you, what would you say to people who are at that place where they're like, I know I need help, mm-hmm. but I don't see how I can afford it.
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, and it's definitely hard if the, the business you're running isn't making any money. Um, but my argument is always, if your business is making some form of income, you can be very strategic with how you assign that, that profit that you're making, whether it's just going to yourself or investing back into the further growth of, the, of your business. So for anyone that's, that's in a, a tighter situation, my advice would be find areas within your business where if you hire someone, their direct output is going to be increasing your revenue, increasing your income. Um, and that kind of justifies paying for that, that person's hourly rate. And off of that, you know, take it slow. If, you, if you're looking to hire someone or start outsourcing, you don't need to hire them for 30 hours a week. You could hire someone for an hour or two hours every day and really give them specific tasks and specific goals to be pushing towards. And those ones would eventually work into you making more money somehow. Um, so that's really my advice is always uh, don't rule it out because hiring smart people that specialize within tasks can be very helpful to growing your business. You just need to make sure that you put them on the right track and give them the right goals to be working towards.
0: And I think that's such a great point that, you know, you don't have to be all in. You don't have to start off with a couple thousand dollars a week. Or a thousand five hundred bucks a week, to even five hundred bucks a month, to really get started and freeing up some of your time. And it reminds me of like a, a mentor of mine who helped me kind of come to the realization of this whole idea about outsourcing a couple of years ago, where um, we were talking and I was telling him like, for example, creating an image on a blog post. So it was something I didn't really love to do, but I felt like I could do it. Something I. I how to use the tools online to do it and he said well how long is it taking you to do that i said i don't know 15 30 minutes may take me longer than i probably think mm-hmm. and he said how much is an hour of your time worth and i'm like I don't, I, I, he goes well, let's say it's 500 bucks an hour okay that you're worth 500 bucks an hour would you pay somebody 250 to create an image for you i was like no way and he's like well you're actually doing that right now and i went okay i, I got the point you know i could be doing something as the business owner that actually generates revenue while somebody else is creating the image
1: yeah, that's a great point you what what you said is is something we highly believe in is is being able to properly value your time as a business owner, right so um, if you say you can't afford a, a virtual assistant, uh, what you really can't afford is using your time on tasks that just don't make sense for how much your time is worth and where you could really be adding value to the business yeah.
0: Now, there's another group of people who the money's not the issue. They they see outsourcing as an investment, not an expense. But the thing that they struggle with is probably wrapped up in perfectionism, but it's they're just kind of afraid to let go. Like, if I let go of this, it's it's not going to be what I would do. How can we help the people who are feeling that right now? That you know things aren't going to be. They want things done a certain way, and things may not be done perfectly. Mm -hmm. How do we? How do we uh, help people that have that kind of? I guess fear.
1: Yeah, great question. So I think there's a few steps that go into it for these types of people, Um, and I think the first was something I was mentioning before was make that interview process serious and make sure you find someone that you really trust and you you think has the skill sets that could help your business. That's going to be one of the biggest hurdles to get over at first is just trusting that person's experience and their skills. And then once you have found that person, my advice is always to first perfect the process on your own. So, you know, let's say you're you're hiring someone that's going to come in and help you run your social media. Maybe that's something that you value at a very high level, and you've been doing yourself for three to six months, and you've created a bunch of dis- different strategies that you use and you see a lot of impact with um, and you're afraid to pass that off to someone. So my advice is if you know what's working well, you know, write all of that down, outline the strategies and the processes that you use, put it into a, a Google document or somewhere that could be easily shared with someone else. Once you hire that person that you trust and you think could really fit with your values and what your business is doing make sure that you spend a little bit of time, you know, introduce them to that document, walk them through the processes. And you can even go as far as using a screen share software to, you know, watch them while they complete the processes for their first two or three shifts. Um, And and once you start to see that, you know, they're doing the same processes that you were, and they're doing it at the same level you were, uh, then I think you can come around to seeing that someone else could add value to your business. And it's not just you who can do everything.
0: Mm. And that kind of takes me to the next question, which I was going to talk about, which you just alluded to was, you know, some of the best practices that we can follow before we start to outsource. Because I think that is another step is we just like we need help. We need help. And we just jump in Mm -hmm. and we uh, expect people to kind of catch what we're doing by word of mouth or osmosis. Um, and so you kind of alluded to that a little bit because you kind of share a little bit more detail of, and part of this, I know because I've been there and I've done it, it feels like you're doing extra work, but right. you're, you're working on laying a foundation that is actually going to free up more of your time moving forward. So what does that look like? What are some of the things I need to do that are helpful before I actually start to have, you know, I'm outsourcing, I'm having someone, I'm paying someone to do something for me.
1: Yeah, of course. Um so there is it could feel like you're you're working before you get those tasks off your plate, but the preparation is very important to make outsourcing effective. So the first thing you want to do is uh it's it's kind of knowing what you want to outsource. So I like to encourage business owners to first know what they're best at. So where do they add the most value to the business and you know keep that else. That's what they're most passionate about, that's where they're going to add the most value. And then we'll tell them to do list out all of the other tasks that you have on your plate that aren't necessarily aligned with, you know, where you're adding the most value, where you're valuing your time. So you have this list of tasks and then choose one that you want to start with and go through that process, you know, create that document, make sure that you outline exactly how you want that process to be completed make sure that you put other details in there that are going to be specific to this person's task on a daily basis. And then once you actually find the person, uh, the, the one step that's very, very important is setting expectations up front uh, and making them very clear. So expectations that I like to personally set when I'm hiring freelancers or virtual assistants very much revolve around communication. So uh, a big expectation that I set up front is if someone's working for me, let's say two hours every day, um, you know, I ask them to check in with me on Skype. Skype is what I use mainly to communicate with my freelancers, so they'll check in with me when they actually start working on the task and then at the end of the two hours, they'll check out and they'll also give me a a mini report on what they were able to achieve and any issues that they had in that day. So for me as a business owner, I, I know when they're on, I know when they're working, and I can also ask them questions and I get updates from them on a daily basis. So for my sanity, it makes it a lot better and I can understand what they're actually working on and how they're achieving things. And then on a weekly basis, I also have a, a one-on-one meeting with them. It's only usually 15 to 20 minutes or so, but it's just going over those those tasks and making sure that they're still up to speed on everything and giving them new goals that they can look to achieve over the next week. Um, and, and I think having those communication touch points after you've set the person up can really lead to success when you're outsourcing. Um, if, if you don't have those, it could lead to, you know, days or weeks going by where you don't communicate with the individual just because the expectations weren't set, not that someone's trying to avoid you. And it just leads you down different paths in your mind where they may not, they may not be getting things done or, you know, you don't trust what they're doing could lead to a situation where you just back out of, out of actually hiring them. So I think those are, those are, that's the process I usually go through when I'm looking to hire someone to help me out.
0: Yeah. And I think what I heard there was uh, the importance of communication. Like this process is, is delegating. It's not dumping. And (laughs) if you have the mindset, I'm just going to dump this stuff and it's just going to magically come out the way I want it then that falls back on us as the business owner. Like our goal and what you just described was we're casting the vision. We've got the ideas. We have the projects. We're casting the vision and helping them see what part they play in that using their own skills and abilities. So, uh, love that. Is there a particular part of the business? Maybe, let's say, for example, someone that is obviously running an online business. Mm-hmm. Is, and some of this depends on you know their strengths and what they're good at, of course. But is there sure. is there like uh, some common areas of the business that's good to outsource first?
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, specifically for for the audience here, the bloggers and personal brand uh, businesses, I always encourage people to look at social media first. Just for myself, I mean, you could spend hours on social media mm-hmm. each day. And there's always new opportunities popping up where you can be creating content or connecting with different individuals. So I've seen a lot of success outsourcing social media, just to have someone handle a content calendar and regularly post specific content and and then distribute the content that I am creating through my blog or through my podcast or Whatever it may be. So I've seen a lot of success there. Another one that uh, fits certain entrepreneurs is actually your website design. So if, if you're not great in WordPress or whatever uh, content management system you're using, it can be useful to have a designer on hand that can easily go in and make changes or make improvements. Um, or as you're, you're building out content, they could create graphics for you that fit into your articles or fit into your podcasts. Um, so I've seen a lot of success using those types of people as well. And then another one that just takes a little bit more time as you're getting set up is someone that can help you set up your um, your email campaigns. So as you're starting to bring people into your business and your brand, and you're getting them interested in the content that you're creating, email is a great way to follow up with them and offer them more content, more advice. And um, depending on your knowledge of different, um, email managers, it can take some time to set up those campaigns and do it correctly. So having someone that has that experience and can understand your brand and then create content for it can be really useful as well. So those are three, those are three people that I've seen success with getting started off the ground.
0: Perfect. Love that. So there's many outsourcing services out there. Uh, can you describe how your process at free up is different and a little bit about how it works?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, just as a little bit of background, my business partner and I, we used a lot of these larger platforms like Upwork and Fiverr and Freelancer and what used to be Odesk and Elance. Um, we used them for about three years, kind of going through the process of looking to hire freelancers to run our first business. And the the process on their end is you go ahead, you post a job, um, you usually get 10 to 20 applicants from freelancers that are interested And then it's your job as the business owner to invite them to an interview, ask them the right questions, and try to hire the right person for the job. And what we found was we just ran into a lot of turnover. Um, You know, some of it at first was our our, uh, amateur ability to interview. But then later down the line, it just happened that some of the freelancers weren't as dedicated, they couldn't communicate, or they didn't actually have the skill sets that they said they did. So when we created FreeUp, we really wanted to build a new process that helped business owners save time on the front end, and then also that protected them on the back end from turnover. So the way that we're a little bit different is we have an internal team that actually recruits, interviews, and vets hundreds of freelancers every week for their skills, their attitude, and their communication. And we only allow the top 1% into our network. So out of every 100 people that apply, we only let one person in that really exemplifies a good freelancer, someone that can offer a business owner a really good experience. And then they're allowed into the marketplace. They can offer their services for hourly or fixed rates. Um, on average, our freelancers range between 5 and $75 per hour. And then on the client side, we try to make it as simple as possible. So you can create an account for free. Once you're into your account, you fill out a very simple form that outlines the freelancer that you're looking for. So if you're looking for a social media manager, you'd mention that, you'd give us your budget, you'd mention where you want them to be located if you had a preference, and a few other details. That would be submitted to our internal team. And then within one business day, we'll introduce you to from the network that perfectly fits the needs that you have. You can talk to them, ask some questions. And then when you're ready to hire, you can hire them right through our software. And that's where all the hours tracking and billing um, is managed. So we try to keep it as simple as possible and and just make the experience very simple and streamlined for business. Yeah. And one
0: of the reasons why I wanted to bring Connor on today is because we're just starting to use FreeUp internally at Blogging Your Passion. and. The reason why I'm so fascinated by this is because it's really kind of taking care of some of the the biggest challenges with some of these others. So for example, just so that everybody understands kind of how this works, like anybody can go over to upwork.com and say, I'm a freelancer. They -hmm. can put in their credentials and they can submit job orders and there's virtually no screening that can be done. Whereas what, what Connor's kind of describing here is their team is internally vetting people to where they're only hiring the very very best at what they do, so that that part of the process is kind of taken out and it um, makes it much more simpler once you get into and, and you as the business owner can go open up a free account. I mean there's, there's literally nothing that is standing in the way of you going out and testing out what they've put together at, at free up by um, jumping in taking a look and finding uh, some potential people that can can help you and work with you. And like you said, they've got people at every single uh, price point level as well. So that's what I'm really excited about. I think it's a great system. Um, Connor, what's kind of the best way if someone's like, oh, this sounds like this is what I could use, or I'm at that place where I'm at my wits end, I'm doing all this stuff, but I just need to start getting some help. How can they get started?
1: Yeah, of course. So if they're interested in speaking with myself or my business partner, uh, we we offer uh, free consultations with anyone that's interested. So you can go to freeup.com, and like you said in the beginning, it's f r e e e u p.com, and then very at the very top there's a button that says schedule a meeting, and that will give you access to both of our calendars where you could set up a time to speak with us. Um, But if you're interested in in just diving right in and, and giving it a shot, you can just Like I said, create a free up a free up account, you'll get in very quickly. And and then you can request a freelancer and we'll introduce you to someone and you can see what the process is like. And then you also receive a a client success assistant. So someone that's there for you pretty much around the clock to answer any questions to walk you through the software and to help you submit requests for freelancers that you're looking to hire. So we're very hands on and, and we're always available to help out.
0: I love that. I mean, here's two guys who have already been successful at, I mean, they're just not just they had this idea and they put it together. They have gone out and run businesses and created businesses worth over well over a few million dollars. And now they're saying, hey, you can actually jump on a quick call with us and help you get started. I think that's awesome. I think it's an opportunity that surely you won't pass up. And uh, Connor, I appreciate everything you shared today. It was was a great conversation, good discussion, lots to think about. I know I've got a few ideas walking away from this conversation that uh, I think we can do even here internally. So yeah, thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on the podcast today.